0: Section 50 of Gray's Anatomy, part 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Anatomy of the Human Body, part 2, by Henry Gray. The muscles and fascia of the thigh, part 1. 1. The anterior femoral muscles. Sartorius, quadriceps femoris, rectus femoris vastus lateralis vastus medialis vastus intermedius articularis genu superficial fascia the superficial fascia forms a continuous layer over the whole of the thigh it consists of areolar tissue containing in its meshes much fat and may be separated into two or more layers between which are found the superficial vessels and nerves it varies in thickness in different parts of the limb in the groin it is thick and the two layers are separated from one another by the superficial inguinal lymph glands the great saphenous vein and several smaller vessels the superficial layer is continuous above with the superficial fascia of the abdomen The deep layer of the superficial fascia is a very thin fibrous stratum best marked on the medial side of the great saphenous vein and below the inguinal ligament it is placed beneath the subcutaneous vessels and nerves and upon the surface of the fasciolata it is intimately adherent to the fasciolata a little below the inguinal ligament it covers the fossa ovalis saphenous opening being closely united to its circumference and is connected to the sheath of the femoral vessels the portion of fascia covering this fossa is perforated by the great saphenous vein and by numerous blood and lymphatic vessels hence it has been termed the fascia cribrosa the openings for these vessels having been likened to the holes in a sieve a large subcutaneous bursa is found in the superficial fascia over the patella deep fascia the deep fascia of the thigh is named from its great extent the fascia lata it constitutes an investment for the whole of this region of the limb but varies in thickness in different parts thus it is thicker in the upper and lateral part of the thigh where it receives a fibrous expansion from the gluteus maximus and where the tensor lati is inserted between its layers it is very thin behind and at the upper and medial part where it covers the adductor muscles and again becomes stronger around the knee receiving fibrous expansions from the tendon of the biceps femoris laterally from the sartorius medially and from the quadriceps femoris in front the lata is attached above and behind to the back of the sacrum and cossacks laterally to the iliac crest in front to the inguinal ligament and to the superior ramus of the pubis and medially to the inferior ramus of the pubis to the inferior ramus and tuberosity of the ischium and to the lower border of the sacro-tuberous ligament from its attachment to the iliac crest it passes down over the gluteus medius to the upper border of the gluteus maximus where it splits into two layers one passing superficial to and the other beneath this muscle at the lower border of the muscle the two layers reunite laterally the lata receives the greater part of the tendon of insertion of the gluteus maximus and becomes proportionately thickened the portion of the fascia lata attached to the front part of the iliac crest and corresponding to the origin of the tensor fascialis extends down the lateral side of the thigh as two layers, one superficial to and the other beneath this muscle. At the lower end of the muscle, these two layers unite and form a strong band, having first received the insertion of the muscle. This band is continued downward under the name of the iliotibial band tractus iliotibialis and is attached to the lateral condyle of the tibia the part of the iliotibial band which lies beneath the tensor lati is prolonged upward to join the lateral part of the capsule of the hip joint below the fasciolata is attached to all the prominent points around the knee joint viz the condyles of the femur and tibia and the head of the fibula on either side of the patella it is strengthened by transverse fibers from the lower parts of the vasti which are attached to and support this bone of these the lateral are the stronger and are continuous with the iliotibial band the deep surface of the lata gives off two strong intermuscular septa which are attached to the whole length of the linea aspera and its prolongations above and below the lateral and stronger one which extends from the insertion of the gluteus maximus to the lateral condyle separates the vastus lateralis in front from the short head of the biceps femoris behind and gives partial origin to these muscles the medial and thinner one separates the vastus medialis from the adductoris and pectineus. besides these there are numerous smaller septa separating the individual muscles and enclosing each in a distinct sheath the fossa ovalis saphenous opening at the upper and medial part of the thigh, a little below the medial end of the inguinal ligament, is a large oval-shaped aperture in the lata. It transmits the great saphenous vein and other smaller vessels and is termed the fossa ovalis. The fascia cribrosa, which is pierced by the structures passing through the opening, closes the aperture and must be removed to expose it. The lata in this part of the thigh is described as consisting of a superficial and a deep portion the superficial portion of the fascia lata is the part on the lateral side of the fossa ovalis it is attached laterally to the crest and anterior superior spine of the ilium to the whole length of the inguinal ligament and to the pectineal line in conjunction with the lacunar ligament from the tubercle of the pubis it is reflected downward and lateralward as an arched margin the falciform margin forming the lateral boundary of the fossa ovalis this margin overlies and is adherent to the anterior layer of the sheath of the femoral vessels to its edge is attached the fascia crebrosa. the upward and medial prolongation of the falciform margin is named the superior cornu. its downward and medial prolongation the inferior cornue the latter is well defined and is continuous behind the great saphenous vein with the pectineal fascia the deep portion is situated on the medial side of the fossa ovalis and at the lower margin of the fossa is continuous with the superficial portion traced upward it covers the pectineus adductor longus and gracilis and passing behind the sheath of the femoral vessels to which it is closely united is continuous with the iliopectineal fascia and is attached to the pectineal line from this description it may be observed that the superficial portion of the lata lies in front of the femoral vessels and the deep portion behind them so that an apparent aperture exists between the two through which the great saphenous passes to join the femoral vein the sartorius the longest muscle in the body is narrow and ribbon-like it arises by tendinous fibres from the anterior superior iliac spine and the upper half of the notch below it it passes obliquely across the upper and anterior part of the thigh from the lateral to the medial side of the limb then descends vertically as far as the medial side of the knee passing behind the medial condyle of the femur to end in a tendon. This curves obliquely forward and expands into a broad aponeurosis which is inserted in front of the gracilis and semitendinous into the upper part of the medial surface of the body of the tibia nearly as far forward as the anterior crest. The upper part of the aponeurosis is curved backward over the upper edge of the tendon of the gracilis so as to be inserted behind it. An offset from its upper margin blends with the capsule of the knee joint and another from its lower border with the fascia on the medial side of the leg variations slips of origin from the outer end of the inguinal ligament the notch of the ilium the iliopectineal line or the pubis occur the muscle may be split into two parts and one part may be inserted into the lata the femur the ligament of the patella or the tendon of the semitendinosus the tendon of insertion may end in the lata, the capsule of the knee-joint or the fascia of the leg the muscle may be absent the quadriceps femoris quadriceps extensor includes the four remaining muscles on the front of the thigh it is the great extensor muscle of the leg forming a large fleshy mass which covers the front and sides of the femur it is subdivided into separate portions which have received distinctive names one occupying the middle of the thigh and connected above with the ilium is called from its straight course the rectus femoris the other three lie in immediate connection with the body of the femur which they cover from the trochanters to the condyles the portion on the lateral side of the femur is termed the vastus lateralis that covering the medial side the vastus medialis and that in front the vastus intermedius the rectus femoris is situated in the middle of the front of the thigh it is fusiform in shape and its superficial fibers are arranged in a bipeniform manner the deep fibers running straight down to the deep aponeurosis it arises by two tendons one the anterior or straight from the anterior inferior iliac spine the other the posterior or reflected from a groove above the brim of the acetabulum the two unite at an acute angle and spread into an aponeurosis which is prolonged downward on the anterior surface of the muscle and from this the muscular fibers arise the muscle ends in a broad and thick aponeurosis which occupies the lower two-thirds of its posterior surface and gradually becoming narrowed into a flattened tendon is inserted into the base of the patella the vastus lateralis Fastus externus is the largest part of the quadriceps femoris. It arises by a broad aponeurosis, which is attached to the upper part of the intertrochanteric line, to the anterior and inferior borders of the greater trochanter, to the lateral lip of the gluteal tuberosity, and to the upper half of the lateral lip of the linea aspera. This aponeurosis covers the upper three-fourths of the muscle, and from its deep surface many fibers take origin. A few. Additional fibers arise from the tendon of the gluteus maximus, and from the lateral intramuscular septum between the vastus lateralis and short head of the biceps femoris. The fibers form a large fleshy mass, which is attached to a strong aponeurosis, placed on the deep surface of the lower part of the muscle. This aponeurosis becomes contracted and thickened into a flat tendon inserted into the lateral border of the patella, blending with the intercepts tendon and giving an expansion to the capsule of the knee joint. The vastus medialis and vastus intermedius appear to be inseparably united, but when the rectus femoris has been reflected, a narrow interval will be observed extending upward from the medial border of the patella between the two muscles, and the separation may be continued as far as the lower part of the intertrochanteric line, where, however, the two muscles are frequently continuous the vastus medialis vastus internus arises from the lower half of the intertrochanteric line the medial lip of the linea aspera the upper part of the medial supracondylar line the tendons of the adductor longus and the adductor magnus and the medial intermuscular septum its fibers are directed downward and forward and are chiefly attached to an aponeurosis which lies on the deep surface of the muscle and is inserted into the medial border of the patella and the quadriceps femoris tendon an expansion being sent to the capsule of the knee joint the vastus intermedius crorius arises from the front and lateral surfaces of the body of the femur in its upper two-thirds and from the lower part of the lateral intermuscular septum its fibers end in a superficial aponeurosis which forms the deep part of the quadriceps femoris tendon the tendons of the different portions of the quadriceps unite at the lower part of the thigh so as to form a single strong tendon which is inserted into the base of the patella some few fibres passing over it to blend with the ligamentum patella more properly the patella may be regarded as a sesamoid bone developed in the tendon of the quadriceps and the ligamentum patellae, which is continued from the apex of the patella to the tuberosity of the tibia, as the proper tendon of insertion of the muscle, the medial and lateral patellar retinacula, being expansions from its borders. A bursa, which usually communicates with the cavity of the knee joint, is situated between the femur and the portion of the quadriceps tendon above the patella. Another is interposed between the tendon and the upper part of the front of the tibia and a third the prepatellar bursa is placed over the patella itself the articularis genu is a small muscle usually distinct from the vastus intermedius but occasionally blended with it it arises from the anterior surface of the lower part of the body of the femur and is inserted into the upper part of the synovial membrane of the knee joint it sometimes consists of several separate muscular bundles nerves the muscles of this region are supplied by the second third and fourth lumbar nerves through the femoral nerve actions the sartorius flexes the leg upon the thigh and continuing to act flexes the thigh upon the pelvis it next abducts and rotates the thigh outward when the knee is bent the sartorius assists the semitendinosus semimembranosus and popliteus in rotating the tibia inward taking its fixed point from the leg it flexes the pelvis upon the thigh and if one muscle acts assists in rotating the pelvis the quadriceps femoris extends the leg upon the thigh the rectus femoris assists the psoas major and iliacus in supporting the pelvis and trunk upon the femur it also assists in flexing the thigh on the pelvis or if the thigh be fixed it will flex the pelvis the vastus medialis draws the patella medialward as well as upward. 2. The medial femoral muscles: gracilis, pectineus, adductor longus, adductor brevis, adductor magnus the gracilis is the most superficial muscle on the medial side of the thigh it is thin and flattened broad above narrow and tapering below it arises by a thin aponeurosis from the anterior margins of the lower half of the symphysis pubis and the upper half of the pubic arch the fibers run vertically downward and end in a rounded tendon which passes behind the medial condyle of the femur curves around the medial condyle of the tibia where it becomes flattened and is inserted into the upper part of the medial surface of the body of the tibia below the condyle a few of the fibres of the lower part of the tendon are prolonged into the deep fascia of the leg at its insertion the tendon is situated immediately above that of the semitendinosus and its upper edge is overlapped by the tendon of the sartorius with which it is in part blended it is separated from the tibial collateral ligament of the knee-joint by a bursa common to it and the tendon of the semitendinosus the pectineus is a flat quadrangular muscle situated at the anterior part of the upper and medial aspect of the thigh it arises from the pectineal line and to a slight extent from the surface of bone in front of it between the iliopectineal eminence and tubercle of the pubis and from the fascia covering the anterior surface of the muscle the fibers pass downward backward and lateralward to be inserted into a rough line leading from the lesser trochanter to the linea aspera the adductor longus the most superficial of the three adductories is a triangular muscle lying in the same plane as the pectineus It arises. By by a flat narrow tendon from the front of the pubis at the angle of junction of the crest with the symphysis and soon expands into a broad fleshy belly this passes downward backward and lateralward and is inserted by an aponeurosis into the linea aspera between the vastus medialis and the adductor magnus with both of which it is usually blended. The adductor brevis is situated immediately behind the two preceding muscles. It is somewhat triangular in form and arises by a narrow origin from the outer surfaces of the superior and inferior rami of the pubis, between the gracilis and obturator externus. Its fibers, passing backward, lateralward and downward, are inserted by an aponeurosis into the line leading from the lesser trochanter to the linea aspera and into the upper part of the linea aspera immediately behind the pectineus and upper part of the adductor longus the adductor magnus is a large triangular muscle situated on the medial side of the thigh it arises from a small part of the inferior ramus of the pubis from the inferior ramus of the ischium and from the outer margin of the inferior part of the tuberosity of the ischium those fibers which arise from the ramus of the pubis are short horizontal in direction and are inserted into the rough line leading from the greater trochanter to the linea aspera medial to the gluteus maximus those from the ramus of the ischium are directed downward and lateralward with different degrees of obliquity to be inserted by means of a broad aponeurosis into the linea aspera and the upper part of its medial prolongation below the medial portion of the muscle composed principally of the fibres arising from the tuberosity of the ischium forms a thick fleshy mass consisting of coarse bundles which descend almost vertically and end about the lower third of the thigh in a rounded tendon which is inserted into the adductor tubercle on the medial condyle of the femur and is connected by a fibrous expansion to the line leading upward from the tubercle to the linea aspera at the insertion of the muscle there is a series of osseoaponeurotic openings formed by tendinous arches attached to the bone the upper four openings are small and give passage to the perforating branches of the profunda femoris artery. The lowest is of large size and transmits the femoral vessels to the popliteal fossa. Variations. The pectineus is sometimes divided into an outer part supplied by the femoral nerve and an inner part supplied by the obturator nerve. The muscle may be attached to or inserted into the capsule of the hip joint. The adductor longus may be double may extend to the knee or be more or less united with the pectineus the adductor brevis may be divided into two or three parts or it may be united to the adductor magnus the adductor magnus may be more or less segmented the anterior and superior portion is often described as a separate muscle the adductor minimus the muscle may be fused with the quadratus femoris Nerves the three adductories and the gracilis are supplied by the third and fourth lumbar nerves through the obturator nerve, the adductor magnus receiving an additional branch from the sacral plexus through the sciatic. The pectineus is supplied by the second, third, and fourth lumbar nerves through the femoral nerve, and by the third lumbar through the accessory obturator when this latter exists. Occasionally it receives a branch from the obturator nerve. Note eighty six. The pectineus may consist of two incompletely separated strata. The lateral or dorsal stratum, which is constant, is supplied by a branch from the femoral nerve or in the absence of this branch by the accessory obturator nerve. The medial or ventral stratum, when present, is supplied by the obturator nerve. A. M. Patterson, Journal of Anatomy and Physiology, 2643. Actions the pectineus and three adductories adduct the thigh powerfully they are especially used in horse exercise the size of the saddle being grasped between the knees by the contraction of these muscles in consequence of the obliquity of their insertions into the linea aspera they rotate the thigh outward assisting the external rotators and when the limb has been abducted they draw it medialward carrying the thigh across that of the opposite side the pectineus and adductoris brevis and longus assist the psoas major and iliacus in flexing the thigh upon the pelvis in progression all these muscles assist in drawing forward the lower limb the gracilis assists the sartorius in flexing the leg and rotating it inward it is also an abductor of the thigh if the lower extremities be fixed these muscles taking their fixed points below may act upon the pelvis serving to maintain the body in an erect posture or if their action be continued flex the pelvis forward upon the femur end of section 50 recording by selena arder